podcast informs listeners that the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed solely belong to the host and not necessarily to their employer or any other group of individuals. It is not a research report. It is not a recommendation to buy or sell any security. It is for informational purposes only and should not be construed otherwise. You're watching me, Nikki Yu, also known as Faces Trader. This is the Philip. This is the Awesome Tennis Global Market Update. It's March 26, 2021. Of course, it's another free Friday class, and I just want to invite all of you, if this is your first time, to actually join our free Friday class just here on our YouTube channel every 5.30 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. Philippine time. We're going to discuss today the companies that are 50% below their peaks. Are, is it a time to buy or cost average these great Awesome 10X winners? We're going to talk about some great companies that have already fully corrected in our view. Of course, there might be some downside, but the upside is greater than the downside, which suggests really a more, um, a more bullish outlook actually for the next nine months. So um, while there are people who are actually scared of the inflation bubble, we actually argue that after a reset of your high technology companies with high growth in a more reasonable valuation, we argue that with low interest rates uh, in the next foreseeable three years, um, it is unlikely to see high growth companies like technology forgotten in a, in a huge discounted uh, fa- fashion. So uh, we're going to be discussing those types of stocks later on. I'm going to give you a few ideas. Um, one great idea in a, in a market sell-off is actually a firm, AFRM. Why don't we understand who a firm is? Okay, let's stop that. Um, okay, um, okay. So who is Max Levkin? Max Levkin is, of course, the tech uh, techno mogul. He's actually best known in his Tesla Mafia days. Uh, sorry, PayPal Mafia days because he is a co-founder of PayPal along with Elon Musk, um, your, your uh, techno king Tesla, your Peter Thiel who is also a co-founder of Palantir. You've got the guys like uh, Mr. Uh, what's his name? Mr. Johnny Chen uh, from, uh, from the YouTube, the YouTube guys. So Steve Chen, sorry, Steve Chen. So um, you've got a lot of great people behind, of course, the PayPal Mafia. And some of these founders are interesting to actually learn about. One of that PayPal Mafia guys is actually Mr. Max Levkin. For most people here, um, most people already are aware of the simple uh, buy now, pay later plan that credit cards are usually known for. The difference between a firm and credit cards is that, of course, this is the millennials bank. This is the modern bank. Most of the millennials, uh, the Gen Zers, do not actually get a credit card. They actually get a firm. So how does a firm even make some money? A firm actually listed last year, around 2020. Um, shares of a firm, in fact, began trading on the NASDAQ 100% up on its market debut. They priced their shares at $49 a piece, which was above the target price range of $41 to $44. The stock even began trading at $90, even to as high as $140 peak. So far, from $140, it has gone down 50%. To about a more attractive price of $70. So actually, let me show to you the share prices of a firm right now. A firm holdings is sticker symbol AFRM. AFRM now trades at $9 billion market cap. Today's price is $69.56. 
we argued actually that the firm was expensive from the beginning at $90 and $100. So we wanted to weight it out lower. Um, we also argued that, hey, we're not institutional investors that can actually buy a company as early or as low as $40. So we have to actually be aware that even at $70 or $80 or $75, it should be okay. So generally speaking, I'm okay to buy a firm 80 all the way to 40 if it's, if it's necessary. Now you might ask, why would I preach or say and talk about companies like this? Now, for those people who are already aware of companies like Peloton, Shopify, PayPal, Walmart, these are just some of the companies that are partners of a firm. Now, why would they actually partner with a company? Like, why would Shopify, Peloton, and Walmart even partner with a firm? And so would more than 6,500 merchants. Simply put, a firm is actually a company that helps these, uh, these, these retailers uh, actually sell a lot online. Example, the Warby Parker, which is a D2C eyeglass company, if you wanted to buy eyeglasses and wanted to pay installment basis, uh, a firm is, a, is, a, is your partner. So far, even it's in its IPO filing, I for, a firm already said that it's being used by more than 6 million people and they are already allowed merchants to do installment loans on products they sell. So let's assume I have a great product, it's a $500 product and I wanted you uh, let's say I do engagement rings um, or even $5,000 products or $10,000 products, $20,000 products like a Peloton. And I wanted you to buy that product in a buy now, pay later plan with a 0% interest rate. How, how do I do that? A firm has a partnership with Peloton and they allow themselves to do a point of sale loan. A firm is a prominent space here, allowing customers to finance that online purchase to be paid back in monthly installments without accruing compounding interest. In a way, a firm has a direct tie-up with Peloton, Wayfair, Walmart, Shopify with these merchants, and the merchants actually pay a fee, which is a discounted promotion, and that's how a firm makes some money. That's why if it's $20,000 retail, uh, if a firm actually has a partnership with Peloton, giving them a ten thousand uh, for for a for a for a for a twenty thousand dollar investment package, let's say, um, oh sorry, I don't, I'm I'm not a Peloton um, customer, so I don't know how much a Peloton costs. Why don't we? Why why don't I ask? I why don't I check it now? How much does a Peloton a bike cost? Um, a Peloton bike costs a thousand eight hundred ninety five dollars, and you could pay it with a firm. For just $49 a month over the next 39 months. So you can imagine that with 0% annualized P, uh, rate. And they have a cost of $39 per month, which is um, an all-access membership. So let's say I want to do a Peloton class and I want to have a Peloton bike. If I don't want to cuff out, um, you know, I don't want to put out a $2,000 back uh, uh, outright fee. Uh, I don't want to pay $1,895. I could just sign up with that $49 monthly. So it's like me subscribing to a company and just paying it a monthly, like installment basis. So um, of course, this can be done with big, big assets. Like we've always done this for real estate. Um, can you actually cough out $100,000 tonight? Probably not, but maybe I could pay $1,000, $2,000 over a span of about six months, 12 months, and I'll pay a little fee. So that's really what a firm's doing. So um, it's really a great company um, and that greatness has has allowed it to partner with a lot of merchants of Shopify. Um, a firm actually uh, in this news filing, uh, actually they've already reported great numbers. If you if you just simply care to look in the February 11, 2021 earn, earnings report, 
But um, a firm basically helps the merchants make a sale. If I'm a merchant and I'm able to, with this great payment package installment plan, I am able to get more sales, Peloton pays a firm a fee. That's how a firm makes half of their income. They help make money with their merchants. So their clients are merchants and their clients are also the customers who just wants to get a win-win deal. So they earn also an interest income on loans if they buy it from back partners and some consumer loans. The rate will change varying by your customer's uh, credit worthiness, but often it just starts with 0%. So Max Levkin said, hey, our goal is to be a viable alternative to credit cards. If you actually study it, they're always, they're, their main mission is just honest, transparent products. Because right now, all these credit cards, how do they make their fees? From delayed fees, delayed payments, a lot of interest and a lot of interest charged because you just failed to make a, a payment on time, say a day after, two days after. You know, uh, Max Levin just wanted the millennials and the majority of Americans to basically, hey, I am your partner, I am a better bank. And so, of course, people trust them more. Uh, naturally speaking, a firm just last, just as of June 30, 2020, their revenues was $500 million, which is a 100% jump last year. And, um, have you ever heard of a bank growing 100%? Not a lot, right? Usually, it's because fintech are better than the banks. They are better. Um, Square is better. PayPal's better. Uh, do you use your Venmo and Cash App? Perhaps, right? So, um, almost all Americans would give you a high net promoter score with a firm and with companies like Lemonade for their insurance, which tells us, guys, that a firm is a company that we want to be investing upon. So right now, now that it's trading at $69, I'd say that you want to put up that um, company in your buy list. Now, there's a lot of great companies. You could actually learn about it later on. That's just one of them. Now, um, I just wanted to share to people, how do you actually invest? And how do people actually lose their money? A portfolio strategy is what's important. One of the most common misconceptions of people is that once you have money, it's actually most difficult to lose it. This is deeply flawed. You could be very rich today, but if you don't have a portfolio strategy, you'd actually lose it all. Similarly, if you are zero today, can you actually earn a million? Yes, a million dollars is still up to you. How do you do it? Okay, there are three top ways to actually make money. Number one, live below your expenses, as in live on cup noodles. That's not a great thing. Uh, but basically, you have to learn how to save some money. It's as simple as that. Now, um, you have to also expand your income or your revenue streams over time and save. Easy to say, difficult to do, but we've seen and you saw Fiverr is an up, Fiverr and Upwork is an e-com uh, is a is a is a gig economy platform wherein hey, I could be a designer, I could be a graphic designer, I could commission and get some works all over the world. I could be a freelancer and just do work for them and be a freelance economy beneficiary. Of course, I can do other things. Um, some women make millions of dollars on OnlyFans. That's a different thing. They do content creator by uh, selling their skin. Their skin is in the game, literally. Uh, but, you know, I think at the end of the day, uh, it's how you really expand your revenue streams. Um, is YouTubing, is TikToking a way to make some money? Yeah, that's one. Uh, but, you know, um, some people also do subscription-based economy. They have a service. They do online, whatever. So sell something online and probably you'll be able to make uh, yourself a good thing. Uh, number three is inheritance. Uh, but inheritance is also not a great thing. 
you may inherit a hundred million dollars, but then again, if you don't know how to handle it, you're just gonna save, uh, you're just gonna spend it away, and it's not gonna make you tremendously rich. Uh, you, you're rich, but maybe your generations next isn't gonna be rich. So, um, I don't care what type of uh, business you're doing, but also, um, there are people who do not diversify. They only own properties, or they only own technology stocks. They only own cash, which is really one of the best ways to lose your money over time. If your only money is cash, you're gonna spend that cash, and over a million times, um, even if you've got a hundred million pesos in the bank, and you don't know, and you don't earn anything at all, um, that's a waste of your money, to be honest. So, of course, um, readers have to understand. Readers, people who watch me, I always tell this, um, you always want to buy assets that, that, uh, that are going to appreciate over time. Those assets could be high-quality, awesome 10x stocks. Those could be technology companies. Those could be a simple, stable cash flow machine like a Kraft Heinz, like ketchup and mayonnaise. Like, you know, it's not going to grow 10x, right? But some people, they know that they could make 5% dividends on that. Some people, they just buy telecommunication operators like an AT&T because they believe in HBO Max streaming. Some people like just Disney because they like the streaming effects of, uh, of the world, of Disney Plus, and how the movies are going to be in the Disney Plus. Uh, you know, those types of things. At the end of the day, I think that the results should show to you that all Filipinos and all non-Filipinos out there, if you want to be rich, you really have to diversify. So a lot of people will diversify on and plan on their retirement soon. Some people need to think, hey, I want to just live off of my income. Uh, I have a million dollars. I have a million pesos, $20,000. How much money, Nikki, can I retire with if I have $5,000 today? All right, so let's be honest here. If you've got $5,000, no matter if I help you 10 extra money, you're, gonna, you're not going to retire with $50,000. So you have to also expand your income and think about ways on how you want to spend your money yourself. So um, most of the people uh, don't have a plan, and therefore the lack of plan and the lack of foresight is crippling themselves whether they know it or not so I, I was telling people that you know if my if my own family simply had um a 10-year plan and in investing in apple and amazon and google of course like it's easy right easy money you know um you don't need uh, you don't need to have a lot of money like a thousand dollars on google a thousand dollars on apple a thousand dollars on your Google's, Tesla's, you know, 10 years ago. We're talking about 10 years ago, 7 years ago, 20 years ago. It doesn't take superpowers, you know? I mean, I was telling my friend, um, I made a lot of money on Zoom video. It's not like I had to be the genius here. What's so, what's so, what's so mathematically rocket science about investing in companies that I love, I use, people's, people use it all the time. You know, I'm not saying that I put all my money in Zoom video, but, you know, it's something that easy that everyone knows that uh, generosity and lack of respect for money is what gets you into a problem. What does that mean? Um, you know, you just really have to be responsible with your money. Handle it with care. And also, um, the people who lose money have a lack of patience. Example, they want to get rich quickly. They put money in their accounts, $100,000 or $10,000 or $5,000. They actually expect, Nikki, give me a stock and then tomorrow I'm going to sell it. They just want to do chupit. Chupit, which is a short-term trading thing. And I tell them, oh, I'm not your crowd because uh, 
yeah, I know I can make 10% now and then, but it's not going to make me rich. Like, even if I put $1,000 or $5,000 and I'm up like 10% tomorrow, $500 isn't going to make me rich. Um, and I don't want to grind myself for 10% every single day. No, that's not how I want to do it. Um, so I'm going to share to you a few things that I've been doing. Um, so this is a free free for show. You know, it's a public account. You could see what I've been doing. Um, so I invested a small amount of money for you to see me uh, real time if you want to. So I opened an eToro account. Of course, I have an IBKR account as well. And you could see that I've invested in companies I believe in, 3%, not a lot of money, $25,000, okay, buy some Tencent here, buy some Palantir, buy some C-Limited. You could see that I've been averaging in. So I just cost average it. Uh, C-Limited, Tencent, Palantir, SunPower, Zoom, Teledoc, Spotify, Fastly, Agora, Twitter, Neo, Unity, Roku. Um, so I'm down what? $600, which is on the $20,000, I'm roughly down about 3%. Um, this is an easy way to see that I don't care about volatility. In fact, I use volatility to my advantage. Um, when the markets were falling down, I like to buy some Twitter. It doesn't mean that it's gonna be the bottom, right? It could go $40 or $50. But to me, I want to buy companies that I can see a future with. So if that's a company that you believe in, it's gonna go grow over time, then you have to plan ahead of time that, hey, it's not called averaging down, by the way, because I've already planned it. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to buy Spotify at $200, Spotify at $225, Agora at $45, Twitter at $50. If the opportunity does happen, I'm just gonna buy it. Now, others, they just wanna, they just wanna sleep. And that's also what I wanna do. I just wanna make money while sleeping too. Now, of course, sometimes because... I think that maybe I could buy some cheaper Roku next week. I'm going to delay putting in a $300 bid. I could. So, but then again, you know, I don't mind if, example, if I bought some Roku at $330 and then you get to buy the $300 next week. It doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is I bought a company that I love to own. Perhaps if it goes $380 or $390, I might trim some because, hey, I'm making 20%, 30% in a month seems attractive, right? Um, I could share uh, also my trades, you know, but at the end of the day, am I a real true blue investor, long-term investor? Yeah, I am. Um, I mean, um, wait, uh, I'm not going to show to you my interactive brokers, but in Awesome 10X Inner Circle, yeah, I did share that um, I was buying. I was, oops, sorry, let's close these. Uh, so many emails. Um, but you could see that I do believe in buying companies that I love, right? Um, so I think like you just ask yourself, you want to invest in ketchup mayo? I, I'm okay with that. I, I have no grievances. If you're a ketchup and mayo guy, you want to buy some Kraft Heinz for your stability, uh, you want McDonald's and Coca-Cola. Those are the types of companies that my dad loves. And then I, I try to compromise and tell him, Dad, I'm okay with fast food, but um, can you just change your McDonald's fancy into a Shake Shack? Which he made, I mean, we made money on Shake Shack. We bought some about, we, we bought it about 
you know, I was selling him $30, $45 is great, $60, $70 is great for Shake Shack. Shake Shack is now trading $110. I mean, at the end of the day, he likes McDonald's and I said, can I tempt you to change your McDonald's into a Shake Shack burger? Because this is a company that is doing global franchising as well, as big as what Starbucks did. And I explained who Randy Garuti is. I explained who Danny Mayer is. Eventually, he ate a Shake Shack burger and he said, okay, Nikki, you have my approval to also buy Shake Shack shares for me. That's it. I mean, at the end of the day, guys, you are what you own. I mean, for people, for gamers, they said, hey, I've been using Logitech all my life. I want to invest in Logitech and gaming. And some people said, no, I'm a Razer fan. So do you know that Razer just hit all-time highs in terms, of, in, in terms of profits, guys? And I'm happy to say that I may not own a Razer keyboard, but I do own a Razer stock. So um, $249, right? Some people bought it about $196 and $2, $2.20. Um, so I was early here about 1.38. Somewhere here. Was buying here, which was such a free Friday class. I sold some at 320. I haven't bought back what I sold at 320. Um, but maybe at about $2.20, I'll also be happy to get into that. So esports, gaming, and so forth. So hope that you learned something. Now let me read some comments. Thank you, Mr. Rex, for watching. Um, hello from Toronto. Where do you think GME is heading tomorrow? So here's what I think about GME. At $4, it was so easy for me to buy, which I did. Okay, I bought it at 4.2 July 2020. July 16, 2020. I even know the date. Um, and then when it was about $7, $7.20, I felt that it was still cheap. To be honest, I felt the GME was just really a retail game giant that didn't deserve to trade at four to seven dollars. I had no idea it was gonna go four hundred dollars, four fifty dollars. I mean, so I was thinking. To be honest, I feel a little bit sad because I sold some at about twelve, fourteen dollars. I bought back again at about fifty dollars. Sold at one hundred fifty dollars. So I think you know. Basically, I think GME has gone berserk. It has gone berserk not because of the actual company, not about the games or the Sony PS5s or the e-commerce of the GMEs. It has evolved into something like a freedom, control, con let's control and occupy Wall Street type of thing. It has become a rally mode for people who are, no, I just want to F these um, Wall Street people. You know, there are some people who are like that. So I don't know what's happening on GME and I am I I don't have it. Um whatever is going to do tomorrow or the next week uh meme stocks galore. I think uh it, it's it's a speculative asset if you're going to ask me. Uh whether $100 goes to $200, you know, uh, well you you see what this happened like it was 100 something dollars last night. And then I saw GME going up from 119 to 134. Now I open my eyes. Wow, it's 184 dollars. In general, you know, I think that these are sell areas. 180 dollars to 200 dollars are sell areas, even if it goes to 275. That said, I am not somebody who would short GME. Nope. It's a company that I would go long into, but not at 100 dollars. I don't care if it went 200 dollars, 300 dollars. Um, if I'm going to buy it, I'm going to buy it at $40, $50. If it doesn't go down there, I don't care. doesn't matter. That money isn't for me. 
So I think that most people have to understand who they are and that is what I think I am. It's not a company that I could see myself holding and holding. I know some people are, but it's just not who I am. <clears throat> There's a lot of ideas that I have in store for you next, next uh, later on, 5.30 p.m. But um, Affirm is one of them. Auster is also a great company to discuss. Alpine 4, uh, Alpine 4 Holdings, ALPP. This one is a, a, a company that I happily bought last night. I bought it at about 292, even as high as about 306. I was buying also at 320. Happy to see that it's up 376 last night. Yup, you could see that kind of volatility was amazing. The volatility was, you know, it fell to 270 all the way up to about 394. That is a big 30% jump in a single day. This is what we call a boner candle. A, a candle that gives you a boner. So the high would be perhaps 4.4 here. The first resistance is 436. And another resistance here about 476. Now, uh, generally speaking, I think that the market is giving us a lot of opportunities. This has gone 60% down. That for me, even at $3, I was willing to buy. So um, $3, I sell at $4.50 in the short term. I'm okay with that. But is it going to go $6, $10 eventually? Um, you got to ask yourself if you believe in Mr. Um, impossible Aerospace. Um, who is Impossible Aerospace? Good question. He is an ex-Tesla engineer. He's actually inside Alpine 4 Technologies. Now, you might also ask me, value drones. That's also one reason why I like Alpine 4, ALPP. Again, do you know who value drones is? Hmm. Good question again. Value Drones is a company that delivers medical supplies to a country called Madagascar. Okay, so you might take it for granted, but I believe that in the future, when you are dying, you would actually say that, hey, thank you to Value Drones because because of Value Drones, medical supplies are now fast in just five to 10 minutes. So again, to me, I invest in companies I believe in. I don't believe in companies making money just because. Now, some of the companies that I buy are pre-revenue. They don't have a lot of suppliers. They don't have a lot of customers yet. But I'm, those, I'm one of those few early people who will invest in the technology with or without you, with or without an analyst report telling me to buy it. See, actually, Awesome 10X will buy a company with or without the Wall Street approval stamp. We do our own due diligence. That's what Awesome 10X live for. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. See you again. Awesome 10X with you. Hope that you get your Awesome 10X investor returns. And that's it. Bye-bye.